0: What's up everything? The blues have crashed and burned and it's all over but the crying. But don't worry, at least we're not the coyotes and that's something to cling to. So let's get started and let's go blues. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to a sad and tragic uh, two guys, one cup episode. Not because the boys are on a two game losing streak, of course, but because we are actually re- recording tonight from the cramped and embarrassing away locker room in the uh, Arizona Coyotes. What's it? Isn't it called Mullet Arena?
1: <laughs> that that it is.
0: Um, Agreed. And Tim. Tim, 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 Timpey, somewhere. Oh, in... How
1: close is that to Phoenix? Is hey, that like... it isn't.
0: It isn't Timpey. Uh, it's in the greater Phoenix area, I believe. It's in Maricopa County. I don't know what any of that means, but you know it's there. There's a lot of stuff and directions from Tempe to. <laughs> Phoenix. I know. I'm
1: looking it up. I'm zooming out. Oh, okay. Seventeen like... minutes. Okay. If you okay. got to
0: cross the river. You got to drive past an airport. Airports. That's such
1: crap. That's Phoenix. That's like if someone was like, well, actually, you know, the blues playing like Clayton, I'd be like, that's St. Louis. I don't care.
0: The Desert Botanical Garden. I want to go there. That looks
1: cool. Sea Life Arizona Aquarium. Uh, It's a desert. Yeah, you can't do that. Are those fish flopping around on the freaking sand?
0: <laughs> that's what a fish on the that's sand fucking that's inhumane. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Jesus,
1: Arizona.
0: But it isn't as inhumane as the conditions of the Coyotes away locker room. Ian, tell me about that. Um, We've seen these photos circulating. Everybody's seen them. If you haven't seen them, look them up. You're gonna. (laughs) Um, Imagine a room. And you got it. That's the whole thing. Imagine a room. Okay, let's see. Imagine a room that has (laughs) IKEA bookshelves for lockers. Mm -hmm. Uh, it has, um, you know, like WWE style steel chairs, folding chairs Mm -hmm. with the, you know, two centimeter thick foam padding that makes no difference whatsoever. Uh, and then, um, yeah, imagine there's just like black, black drapes, like, like five cent black cloth hung from the ceiling Uh, Like you're going to um, a funeral for someone who's really cheap and that's the (laughs) room. That's the room. It's a cave. It's uh, a cold serum. It's a warm serum. It's it's seven (laughs) hundred dollars. And uh, it is what it is. Does Sierra Mist still exist, by the
1: way? It does. I I don't think they advertise for it. I don't think they have Jim Gaffigan advertising for it anymore. But you know, did he do
0: those ads for
1: a while? He did ones where they had like cranberry flavored ones oh, for yeah. like Christmas.
0: Oh
1: yeah, I remember that. I remember uh. being like this is Jim Gaffigan's voice. Um, okay. these, this away locker room, quote unquote. Loosely, uh, can only loosely be called in a way, locker room is kind of just like appalling, like yeah. a, a, a first world problem for sure. But let's live in the first world ah! sphere for I a don't moment. Know if I
0: could even get down with it. I mean, yes, obviously, in the sense that any problem associated with it,
1: but but this is a it. professional sports league in yeah, America, North America, that's making, um record profits apparently um yeah joe is yeah so you would think and i get this isn't the this isn't the building that the coyotes own or the nhl owns but you would think that they could do something a little better uh when putting together a temporary away locker room in this ncaa stadium apparently they have to do this because of some ncaa rules but like Arizona, like the Coyotes get to use the home team blocker room right away. So I don't really know what the rules are. I don't know if like something's not up to code in one league that is up to code in another and they got to change stuff. I don't know. This is the kind of issue you run into when you house you an NHL team at a college stadium. stadium. <laughs> yeah. uh, I like the spin though, right? Like we've gone, we've gone full. Uh, we've done a full 180 for a lot of people. Right. Where people are like, you know, it is what it is. And it, it's just gonna be a fun environment. It's gonna be really interesting. And I'm like, sure. You you should live in the present. That's the reality. Got it. But at the same time, how in God's name is any of this still <laughs> acceptable? <laughs> this is the weirdest, like gaping wound on a sports league and a professional sports league that this league is just like, yeah, yeah. If anything, I'm glad we're bleeding. I think this is a good thing that we're bleeding. This is what I wanted in the first place. And it's like, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. My, the, fucking what's his face? Gary Bettman's like turned into the skid. He's like, this is actually like very promising for us.
0: My favorite thing I think is that on any uh, any viral post about the coyotes, uh, there's always one of the top comments is that little crappy meme where it's gary (laughs) bettman saying i love you to the katrina logo and the katrina logo says please let me die (laughs) and it's so true because i just feel like i think the coyote situation demonstrates how full and just unquestioned gary bettman's influence over this league is because there can't be you can't tell me Jeremy Jacobs is like, no, this is fine. You can't tell me fucking Bill Daly even. It's like, no, this makes sense for the league. This is good. This is a mm-hmm. positive thing. It's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. This is a team. This is a this is a league that is currently running. I'm sure you've seen them in these um, golden era ads. Have mm. you seen these, the new golden era? Which, by yeah. the way, I think are really effective ads. But please, gift Jeff, if you're watching this, please, please just juxtapose that ad with the coyotes locker room. Just 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 smash them together. <laughs> like a, and if you can have some like uh somber campaign attack ad music to it, maybe, and just bam, just smush them together. Cause that's what this league is. It's it, you've got Connor McDavid, you've got Austin Matthews, you've got Sidney Crosby. These are the greatest players to ever play this game. Among them, certainly, I won't. I'm not going to dovetail into an argument about Gretzky <laughs> and Aaron and all of that. But like, among the greatest players to play this game, you've got exciting franchise fired-up fan bases. You've got teams on the rise. You've got the Kraken, the Golden Knights. You're expanding. You're coming out of the pandemic. You're about to have a cap explosion. You're really going to start seeing some money flowing around. And then it's just this thing, this little this little pissant team in the desert that reminds you that, no, it's still the NHL. They still can't do anything right, you know, and it's just – it's so embarrassing. There has to be something in this league that just is a complete blight that, that makes me feel guilty or just sad about being a hockey fan. And it, this is what it is right now. You know, it's just it's balanced to the force. I have to be embarrassed to cheer for the NHL. And, you know, MLS is going to pass this league. Yeah, They're going to be the fifth league before long because they can't get their shit together and they allow their teams. And is there even a stadium solution in Arizona? Is that even agreed to, or are they still arguing about it? I don't think as far as I know, they have not agreed to an arena.
1: Yeah. I don't think they have, because I think this is still some weird agreement with uh, Arizona state where it's either going to be, three or four years, which is the other like fun thing. It's like, this isn't just this year. And then they're like, ah, they're back up on their feet. No, this is like for a duration. Yeah. <laughs> this, is the, this is the plan for a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could get, it could conceivably get really ugly, right? Because like, are they, they're not even pulling that many fans in normally, like 5,000? I mean, maybe they are, maybe a little over that, but like if that arena starts looking empty... Yeah, if that arena looks empty. Good lord, I just find it funny that there <laughs> we had thirty teams. Um, we had even less than that for a while, right? When we had the Coyotes, we probably at like, I mean, the Coyotes moved there in the nineties, so we were at like twenty six or something, and they weren't doing well down there then either. And we've expanded from like twenty six to thirty two now and this team still is on life support down there just makes like you think of like parents have too many kids we have eight kids yeah well, one of your kids like you don't have enough food for all your kids yeah well we had a ninth one Yeah, <laughs> we had a one. <laughs> this, this will be home runs uh, who cares about that eighth one it's like it's you got to move them you got to do something i hate at this point, when people are like, "They'll move eventually," I don't know that they will. At least, not under Gary Bettman. I think we've said it before. The minute there's a new, um, a new commissioner, they'll find any way to move the Coyotes like immediately because it's like a new GM. When you bring in a new GM, none of these contracts uh, were made by this new GM. That's a new, a new plan, a new vision. They go, you know what? I don't need fucking uh, Robert Thomas here anymore. Bye. Uh, and and so it's like, if, if this is Gary Bettman's baby, uh, when you get someone else in here, maybe even just Bill Daly, maybe Bill Daly hasn't been brainwashed completely yet. He'll be like, you know what? This is not working. This is not my idea. This is not my Southern strategy effort to Quebec city with you. You know, Mm -hmm. um, when that day comes, it's going to be like when (laughs) I wasn't, I wasn't alive for this, but I'm assuming it'll be like when the Berlin wall. Uh, was disassembled. It'll be inconceivable that this day has come.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't wait for that day to come, but it's never going to happen. It feels like it's never, ever going to happen. Never. Ah, but anyway, moving on to another team, I don't want to talk about the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> uh, Last St. we Louis. talked,
1: we were only two games into the season, and they were 2-0, and and things were fresh and vibrant and the future was bright and now they're three and three and we've uh reached mid-season blues hockey uh two weeks two weeks into the season um you know i'm glad i'm glad we're seeing who they are no no reason no reason to sugarcoat it and hide from this fact
0: uh show us what you're made of I mean, we we beat the Oilers two to nothing on Wednesday on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And a matinee game. You saw a that shut game. Out. I did not. It was a shutout. Bennington, yeah. I assume, looked very good. Oh, uh, yeah. the offense obviously did not look especially good. What were your takeaways? I feel like we don't need to deep dive this one because you know the narrative's kind of gone the other way. But what were your takeaways <laughs> for this
1: one? We have to talk about this game. This is the only positive. Um Talk as much I, as you'd like. I mean, this was definitely, obviously, their best game in the last week. Um, probably their best, despite the score being only 2-0, and the Blues only scoring one non-empty net goal from Tory Krug pretty early on in the first period. This was probably their most complete game. I mean, they they kept McDavid, Tricidal and company. I mean, the Oilers are a much better team than they have been in years past, at least like, you know before last year even uh you shut them out you shut them out in edmonton during a matinee game which the blues historically at least feels like haven't been very good in they they looked really good they looked solid like obviously not scoring more than one one goal uh that's not an empty netter. isn't ideal necessarily isn't something you can really live by for very long as we'll find out soon enough but they, they looked really good. I thought they played a really good defensive game on the road. Um, I still think they had a decent amount of scoring chances. I mean, they had like 14 to the Oilers 28, so not necessarily they got doubled up on, but I still think they looked offensively threatening. Um, and Bennington, yeah, Bennington looked looked awesome. I'm trying to remember if we, we they had Campbell in that. Campbell looked pretty good too. Um, he looked a little little more rough around the edges, but yeah, it was, it was a good game. I mean, like I said, it was their most complete game. It was Bennington's 11th shout out of his career. Um, we played seven or we played 11 forward seven D. And I copied this over from our, our group chat because I thought, thought Justin made a, a very, um, Justin of the, of the Sorry Talk Lads podcast and, and digital correspondent for this podcast
0: <laughs> it really sounded like you said sorry talk last sorry podcast. sorry
1: the sorry so that would just be me that's just me on that podcast i'm the sorry <laughs> talk land um he was pointing out what he thought was the advantage to the loose playing 11 forwards and 70 just because he said 70 allows for more ice time for players who actually have an on-ice impact and spreads a defensive burden among an extra guy so our bottom deep parent isn't quite as exposed as they typically can be. It works for our roster because we typically have a defensively responsible forward core, and our defensemen are terrible. <laughs> and I thought that was a very, very astute observation and true. I think. think yeah. I think it helps especially when Would we're probably been even better if it had come from an iPhone. But you know. I mean, yeah, it took some translating and like my eyes burned yeah. uh, having to read it off a green bubble. But you well,
0: know, by the way, just one of the like. Subtly, most evilly brilliant corporate decisions of all time was that thing. Oh yeah, the green bubbles with the iPhone. I mean, just just it's just like so pointless and petty and so great. Really I just want is. you to know this is not. Yeah, this is not fucking <laughs> iChat. This is a regular ass. These people message. are not elect.
1: <laughs> just uh, I just and it's it's smart. Did you see that? um I saw something where Apple now has to with the next iPhone to USB-C because of like some EU rule. Like the EU is like, yo, if you're going to sell iPhones, you have to have like USB-C ports and you have to like make them compatible with non-Apple chargers and stuff like that. And so apparently Apple was going
0: to... not really the EU's decision to make. But I well, bet. I think they're
1: just like we're banning things that aren't that in the EU uh, and so Apple's yeah. like, well, fuck, so I guess we'll do it. But I think the they said Apple was planning on doing this anyways, but they waited until the EU made them do it. So now if anyone complains they are like, well, the fucking EU told us so <laughs> sorry, blame them. Uh, what was I going to say? A few changes. Oh, uh, we're still down Bushnevich and, and Saad. I think this was the first uh, or did Sab miss the next game? Uh, either way, we're down to two NHL caliber one.
0: Yeah, missed the next one.
1: But yeah, like it makes more sense now than ever just because our four core is hurting. I know it's everyone goes through injuries, but these are two top nine players, at least maybe two top six, at least one top six, and it's it's definitely hurting us. So going seventy isn't necessarily necessarily the worst idea. Um, yeah.
0: And it's also two forwards out when the team hadn't even gelled yet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like not like there's two lines that are humming and now they just have to replace these two guys. You know, it's true. Um, but yeah.
1: This other than you know, other than all that, I thought this this game looked really good. I thought they were headed in the right direction from this, honestly, other than only scoring one goal, uh, one goal early on. Then yeah, just in Falk with empty netter. Very good. It's a win. You get out of there. You move to Winnipeg. You think Winnipeg, the easier opponents.
0: Yes, yeah, so and we scored. excuse me, a shutout in Edmonton, but oh my, how the turntables because the Winnipeg Jets shut us out four to nothing in on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, Stodd and Bucinavich, as you mentioned, were both out in this one. Logan Brown centered the third line in his first game of the season. And at some point in here, I guess maybe before uh, the second Edmonton game, we uh, added uh, Tyler Pitlick officially to the roster and signed him from his PTL. Uh, I don't feel like diving too deep into this. The Blues played pretty poorly. Thomas Grice looked really good in this uh, for the most part until late in the third when things started to really fall apart. Uh, Mark Shifley scored his uh, fourth goal of the season in the second period halfway through. Um, That would end up being the game winner. Uh, Pareko and Letty were both along the right boards, which left Shifley wide open on this play. That's going to become a theme, I think, as we go through the night. Uh, our defense fucking terrible. It's really, 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 really bad, and uh, there's no hope. There's no hope for it to improve <laughs> whatsoever. So that's the fun coda of this podcast. If you wanted, if you wanted an uplifting, major key belief to walk away with from this podcast, that's what it is. Uh, oh, but yeah. Yeah. In the third period, the Winnipeg Jets dusted off the ghost of Sam Gagné, to score somehow his third goal of the season um Hold there, the same guy, it, yeah. it's so funny when somebody um because I had this exact same response with with uh Darren Helm last year when he became when he came to the avalanche it's like when somebody leaves Detroit after being there for a few years I'm honest to God like that person has been in the league for two or three years <laughs> and I didn't know um,
1: oh, yeah, he was there for two years Damn.
0: yeah Ganya is like an ancient grizzled veteran so he's probably 29 maybe
1: 33
0: <laughs> wow really that's real that's a real veteran um, but in any case it was a good cycle for Winnipeg Gagne went five hole on Christ and couldn't stop it Morgan Barron scored uh, right there after after uh, Lowry four track beats Tori Krug who's really not good at hockey um, and uh, Morgan Barron got the tip-in, and then Cole Profetti with the empty netter for his second goal of the season. The Blues were outshot uh, nearly 2-1, to 43-25. Uh, the mm-hmm. penalty kill did keep the Jets silent on all five opportunities. We only had two uh, heavily out-hit and uh, obviously uh, lost the Corsi 4 and expected goals battles what were your ah excuse me takeaways from this game i uh i i slept like three hours last night so i just if i spicy. that's why you know but anyway have you tried uh
1: have you tried uh cocaine yeah cocaine speed (laughs) amphetamines I,
0: I, I, i would try it right now
1: it was a it was a long night. so you know what i've i've had a lot li- i'm really tired and there's a lot of lapse of judgment if someone laid a line of coke right in front of me right now <laughs> that's right i might it was it.
0: just right here i'd have no friggin' choice but to do a line of flow you know you do
1: like a tiny just like a tiny bit just like a little yeah. bit and you're like and then you feel a little energized you're like is that uh-huh. cocaine well then i just love it more you know yeah just that's right
0: top off <laughs> <laughs> and that's how cocaine addictions. Yeah, that's right. Then you just gotta top off with four or five. Someday I want to stay up till two in the morning for like a cool, fun, like cool kid reason and not because oh somebody left a crappy work project in your lap <laughs> at the last minute and you just had to like finish it. You know, that that was uh, that was the less fun reason. But, I do remember you know, staying up. One till of these like... days, I'm sure I'll be clubbing. <laughs> Clubbing you know sales. how the kids go clubbing these days.
1: Well, you've probably got clubs in Jacksonville. I mean, sure there's like got, a club here. I'm
0: sure, we've got clubs in Jacksonville. It's Florida's biggest city by a margin of how much bigger do you think Florida Jacksonville is than the next biggest city in Florida? Yeah, I don't know. Like it is a, double. Is it, it is double? double the size of Tampa Bay. Now, of course, Miami-Dade County, like the whole. Mm. miami area is like a gajillion size times the size of jacksonville but like the actual city to city jacksonville is like almost 900k because it involves jacksonville is a huge land area city mm. um, the biggest in the country i've been told and uh, <laughs> so it like encompasses you know all the people kind of like mm. unlike saint louis city it's like right. the exact opposite of that and then uh, Miami is actually Miami's The city is actually pretty small, relatively, um, but the whole Miami-Dade County is generalness. So there's your completely unasked for Florida geography lesson.
1: All I know is uh, hurricanes and gators.
0: That's right, and Ron DeSantis. Those That's the right, <laughs> about Florida. <laughs>
1: That's what it says on the. Fl- that's what it says on the flag.
0: Ron DeSantis, who has been described as a hurricane gator, so you know oh it works out. <laughs> that's right. But come on down next week, where he when he will still be governor. <laughs> it's Florida. All uh, um, oh, that, but right. anyway, that's takeaways like from stuff. the Jets game. Um, Ron DeSantis has never heard of the Winnipeg. I got to
1: registered. I got a registered voter around here. Is it too late? It's never too late. Um, nah, you can
0: walk in if you've moved. I mean, don't Bill. Don't listen to this because my brother used to work for the election board. But if you've moved, you can walk in and file a affidavit same day if you're registered. I go, I got to vote. Every
1: vote counts. It's going to be
0: slightly more of a pain in the ass, but you can still do it. I wonder if I'll be doing it across the street. Who knows? Maybe. I guess that would be your polling place, probably.
1: Oh, they can't let me in there, though, because I'll just wander. But
0: where is across the street? Nobody listening knows. knows. Wouldn't no you? I listens. would.
1: I'd I'd wander around. I got to shave though. Oh boy. I got to put a hat on. That's the only way they're going to think. That's the only way they're going to think I'm there <laughs> allowed yeah. to be. There. <laughs> Folks. All I'm saying is this. You're going to shave. Gonna you're going to put a... an adult man.
0: Yeah. You're gonna shave, you're gonna put a hat on, and you're gonna trigger the alarm when you walk in because people are gonna be like, who the hell is this shady character walking around? Oh, here? that's
1: right. If if freaking uh I don't even remember his first name. What's what was G Matt? Oh Gary. Gary. I was like, George Mazzola. <laughs> uh, if Gary George. Mazzola can say my say my first name to my face, and I never had I had never spoken to him before that moment. Lord knows if I walk in whoever the freaking uh whoever the freaking principal is there is gonna be like i've never seen you in my life get the fuck out of here
0: <laughs> oh my god Ian. it's funny that you mentioned that because uh i there's this little little it's not even a bar it's more like um it's not really a microbrewery. it's like it literally it's not really
1: a bar more it like literally a... just
0: has like 20 beers on tap and a lot of like cans of beer that you can buy and take home it's right. called really good beer uh, stop is literally his name and so someone, right someone across, was
1: very creative
0: that's right it's right across from the office we go there a fair amount so I've got two stories to tell you about this place because we're in this deep Why not? Yeah. first of all first story is that the guy who I assume owns this place because he's always there when we go is like I don't know what Jocko Willink looks like but I assume he looks like this guy like he's who is uh, that? Jocko Willing's like a Marines, like he's an author who's like a hardcore Marine dude. But he's like, uh, he's got the
1: no hair on the
0: side, slicked back in the, in the middle haircut. And his arms are tatted up and he's jacked as hell and he's ex-military and he's got a deep voice, you know, super friendly guy. But just like, looks like the kind of guy that you would not cross under any circumstances you know so we've been in there a few times we're familiar with this guy and i'm thinking this dude rides a harley you know or or it's gonna hop into a mustang or a porsche when he drives away this is the most florida thing that's ever happened and it was so depressing i we were sitting outside he got off his shift or whatever and was ready to go home he walks out he sits down in a golf cart and just drives it away and I was just like man you you ruined my life (laughs) but the other thing that happened is that without ever having a conversation more than a few words with this guy a couple weeks ago he came by when he was leaving again and he walked behind me and he kind of like Patted me on the shoulder and said, "All right, Stephen, I'll see you later." And I thought, "Oh my God, I, uh, I am an alcoholic." That's, I, yeah, <laughs> I that's not a good sign. I suddenly understood the Cheers song, but it was like I, I didn't want to understand the Cheers theme song. You know, it's like I don't want everybody to know my name here. Please, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> like, uh it was, uh it was disturbing, and it was so like he's so friendly. But, and obviously he's just gotten it off the card or whatever, but like, don't mind the light behind me flickering. You know, this is our spectacular episode. Oh, we that's mean, right. It shouldn't it? Um, Thank God the light reminded me. You got to get your th- th- thesaurus out. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll do a makeup spectacular next week as well. But in any case, uh, yeah, he knew my name and I didn't like it. So Winnipeg Jets game. Uh, would I would you say that the first period was good but the rest of it was gruesome? Perhaps?
1: Um, yeah I'd say it was spine tingling <laughs> but in a but in a bad way like you're about to be paralyzed like yeah. in that sort of way yeah. by a ghost. Um, right.
0: the ghost of Sam Gagne.
1: <laughs> That's right. Sam Gagne, uh, if you recall in like 2012, he had an eight point game for the Oilers. He he that's he nuts. Um, I'll always remember that. Yeah. So first period was good against the Jets. After that, it was pretty much after the Jets, like first power play in the second period, it was all tilted, uh, in the Jets favor, just looking like the blues were fighting the puck in the second and third period. Honestly, from this point on (laughs) this week, they've been fighting the puck, uh, from that first power play, the Jets had, they've been fighting the puck ever since, um, and then kind of what I saw in tonight's game, I saw in the Jets game too, Blizzard losing every race to an open puck, every board battle just outnumbered everywhere. Um, and then I also wanted to make note, at least in this game, I'm not so sure that I really like Ryan O'Reilly with Jordan Kyrou. I'm
0: they, not so sure that I really like Ryan O'Reilly.
1: <laughs> they, they fill different roles. You want you know different players to be playing maybe different roles on your line. Um, but you also want your whole line to be gelling and kind of working towards the same goal, having sort of the same mindset about how they want to play. And I feel like O'Reilly is very two-way, um, isn't like the biggest like playmaker necessarily, and Kairou is a scorer who kind of needs a playmaker um, and as offense, offense, offense. And it, they just have never looked good together this whole season. no. The, you know, four or five games up to that point, they've been together. Uh, after this game, I think towards the end of the Edmonton game, we talked about next and in tonight's game against Nashville, they went with a, a Tarasenko, Thomas, Kyrou line, which I think looked better just because I think all three of those guys are kind of pulling in the same direction. Um, so, yeah, I like you said, we're down two forwards very early on in the season when you're really trying to get these lines of gel in the first place, and now we're kind of having to throw them into the, the grinder and into the the blender a little bit pretty early on, but yeah, I would keep those two at least apart for now. Like you said, Grice looked pretty good overall, team in front of him didn't give him a lot of support, PK looked great, so there's that. Um, but yeah, oh, and this, uh, I was gonna say this is the first by time that the Blues Subban that's right pk, Subban. PK Subban
0: couldn't make this defense any worse right now to be fair
1: true i don't know if you make it any better but he wouldn't make it any
0: worse <laughs> that's true i
1: say so this that's is true. the first time the blues have been shut out in 109 games they plastered that set everywhere to try and soften the blow of this loss um that was that the third it somehow worse i know this is the third longest streak in franchise history uh, and was the longest active streak so it's over now
0: it's over now. You're a clever swine, but they were the only ones who ever stood by you. Quote, the Smiths. There you go. <laughs> so I don't know why I was uh, going to say Oscar Wilde. Well, they were big fans of his. So this yeah. generation's Oscar Wilde. That's right. Morrissey would pro- you probably couldn't pay Morrissey a higher compliment than calling him <laughs> this generation's Oscar Wilde. Uh, do we have to talk about this Oilers game? This one was... This one was not good. I, I feel like a lot of people said, Oh, this is a really good game. The blues really held their own in this. And I'm like, nah, I don't really think so. Like, like when ever... was this one?
1: Yesterday it was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did we ever come close to beating this team? I don't believe so. I'll tell you this much. I was working, as we've already discussed, and I just left the room for the third period because I know where I knew where this was going. And I had a volume up so I could kind of hear it so that I knew when I heard like, Nugent Hopkins scores, (laughs) you know, like which I was expecting to hear any time, at any point, which I think was his, did this say 200th career goal or 200th career, couldn't be points, I guess. That's gotta be goal, which still feels Um, like a lot for him. Yeah, that's what I was, I was pretty impressed. I mean, I sometimes forget that he's a former first overall pick. Oh yeah, all the time. Um, I also like that he has just stayed with the Oilers the whole time, you know. Yeah, like good for him. He's probably he could have a thousand points in his career, maybe. I, he's got do you, how many? He's he got, got five thirty-six, and he's twenty-nine. Yeah, yeah. You know, he hasn't had a lot of eighty-two game seasons on his career. He ain't living in Southeast Asia. Anyway, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, shout out. Way to go, buddy. Way to be just <laughs> just, just slightly above passable. You're Way a, to might not a,
1: be Nail Yakupov. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's he did right. it. He survived uh, you know the what? calling. Would you rather have Ryan Nugent Hopkins' career or Taylor Halls? I guess Taylor Halls, but it's closer than I'd think. You know? that's so that's
1: so weird that they I mean, I get the one's a winger, one's center, but it's like it's so weird that Taylor Hall isn't on this team and Randage Hopkins is. Uh-huh. Just feels odd.
0: It is very strange, but in any case,
1: the wrong boy died.
0: Oh, yeah, sure pool party scored in the first period uh, six minutes in. Ryan O'Reilly got his first goal of the season. Very nice goal, very hand-eye coordinating. Very Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan yeah. O'Reilly sort of way, uh, batting a puck out of midair uh, for his first goal of the season, breaking, getting the monkey off his back on the PowerPoint with five seconds left in the second. Uh, but I never had any hope, and I was right to not have any hope because the aforementioned R&H scored... Um, 12:44 into the third, assisted by um, Mick David. Uh, I don't know who that guy is. He has six assists And Zach Hyman. Uh, Zach Hyman scored his third goal uh, and was assisted by Drisaitl and Kane on an empty netter. And the Blues lost 3-1. They lost the Corsi 4 battle. They lost the high-danger chances battle heavily. Uh, and they had a slight uh disadvantage in the or a slight advantage excuse me in the expected goals battle so I guess it was closer than I thought um but uh you know what one of my big takeaways from this game Colton Perico not too good what do you have to say about this contest
1: yeah he's he's big for nothing man he's just big big for nothing hey.
0: Colton Perico, also the worst fucking shooter that i've ever seen in my life he is oh, either yeah. he is either blasting the f- slap shot that he, we all know he has like seven feet wide of the net or he is wristing it just dead center mass of the goalie he never does how he scores any goals is unbelievable to me i don't i don't understand it he's not uh, good at hockey he's not good at hockey um He's just
1: very. He's. I don't know, man. I get people say he is a whipping boy, but I think he is for like a good reason because he's just not. He's not a first pairing defenseman. There's he has no first pairing defenseman qualities other than being (laughs) there. He's playing the time of first pairing defenseman. He is not a first pairing defenseman. Like I just don't. He's not going to be that. This is what he. I think we can definitively say it. We could have said it like three years ago, but whatever. That I think we did. can all <laughs> pull our heads out of our asses and say, you know what? This is who he is. This is uh-huh. it. Anyone that's like, I think he's going to really kick it off next season. No, bro, he's like thirty. Like this yeah. is this is it. If anything, this is as good as it's going to be. Um, and we're paying. And he's here for and how gets much longer?
0: Eight years. <sighs> eight full years, guys.
1: Guys. <laughs> But there's Who just are you are we i know guys everyone just this whole fan base this de- this decor and this is obviously not the only problem with this team right now but this decor is so atrociously just like just fucking crap like in terms uh, of like the compilation of it like tory crew fine fine justin fuck fine probably better than fine pretty good for what he is yeah Colton Pareko, not like a second pairing guy at best, and he, that's whatever, fine, I guess at, at best, fine. And then you got like whatever, you got Mikola, and he's there. And Bortuzzo's there. Cali Rosen slotting in, big fucking whoop. Nick Letty exists. He's he's he makes some good defensive plays. He makes some shit ones. Fine. Each one of those people, okay, they're not sinking your team. When that's your whole decor, that's bad. That's yeah. bad. None of those guys are like, and it it speaks to like the whole team's problem right now, anyways. But like, none of those guys are making like an impact.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Justin Faulk is a little bit, but like, I don't see any of these guys. Nine even
0: three today, though.
1: That's right. Like, even yeah, even like I'm not even talking about just scoring, but just like defensively, <laughs> these guys are not making an impact.
0: Oh, I think they're making an impact for the other team, and <laughs> <That's,
1: cases. laughs> it's just. The worst part is like there's no, and I, I've, i we need like a meme of us just beating a dead horse with this. But like the problem is they're all locked up. They're locked up yeah. on like pretty significant deals that you're not just going to like trade away. And someone's like, oh yeah, I'd love fucking six years of Tory crew. Sign me up. Like you're trading them away I mean, and then giving more.
0: He, I hope to God only has five left, right?
1: I think it's yeah I think he's already been here two years uh it's it's rough man this feels very um not to get too dark but it feels very San Jose-esque right we've got some defensemen that aren't very good locked up for a lot of money for a long time no one's taking them so here they are (laughs) this is Mm -hmm. this is it um yeah, it's it's not great, man. It's not great. I was gonna say the they need to stick to when it comes to the forwards, like Sean O'Reilly, Barbara Show, Kyra Thomas, Teresenko, like they started to do late in uh, this game against Edmonton. This team's missing two top nine forwards, and it shows like we have depth at forward in the sense that we can call up forwards with people's names you recognize. That isn't good depth though. I think it's funny when like mm-hmm. Josh Levo played NHL games, Tyler Pitlick has played NHL games. Like, okay, great. That's very, you know, that's better than just some AHLer, I guess, but these guys aren't, that's, they're, they're complete non-factors. Like people are like, Josh Levo looked pretty good. Yeah. He had two pretty good scoring chances and he hasn't been like a complete defensive liability, which good, but like mm-hmm. also a not just a non-impact player just like a wash, which I guess in certain cases is fine, but it's not fine when your whole team is essentially filled with non-impact players. Like Kyra is not scoring. He's bitten as fuck. Uh, O'Reilly scored his one goal there. He hasn't, that's it. Uh, or Braden Shen, Robert Thomas, I think has looked fairly good, but again, he's not necessarily your goal scorer. Um, like Ivan Barbashev has looked fine, but not scoring goals. I mean, no one has Jake neighbors. I think a big issue, too, you know is, like... You know it would
0: look great in this forward core right now is uh, old four goals, David Perron. Baby.
1: I saw some people are like, well, if you don't... I see all the time, well, if you had David Perron, you would have Nick Letty. I don't give it. okay. Good. You, what do you say? Like you're, like, you're you're, not telling me a bad thing. I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. I don't care.
0: Cool. Yeah. Just Let's go all real- in.
1: If, the, if we're going to suck ass on defense, just fucking go all in. Let's go 7-6. Every game, well, seven let's goals. Real,
0: let's real quick finish the last game and then dive de- into okay. this deeper because I think it dovetails with that same uh, concept you're about to get into. Real quick, though, I have to I have to take this dig. Uh, the I don't know if you've seen it yet, but the Canucks made a shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic trade this evening, mm. uh, trading. <laughs> wow, your eyes are really excited. It's not that exciting. Mm-hmm. They traded Michael DiPietro and some guy I've never heard of called – Jonathan Myrenberg to uh, the Boston Bruins for Jack Studnica, who is a player that people have heard of. Uh, but anyway, Thomas Grant has the quote, quote from GM Patrick Alvine saying Jonathan Myrenberg is a player they were excited about, but quote his timeline is five years away. And all I can say is yes, so's the Canucks. So. <laughs> Maybe you should have thought about that before getting rid of him. But in any case, uh, we went to Nashville tonight. Um, it uh, it uh, was – I did not like it. I did not love it, and I do not want any more of it. Uh, Ian, remind me at some point at the end of this to talk about the Iceman game because – uh, I did go to a jacksonville Iceman game. And it
1: was I the best hockey a, of the rig
0: side report. That's right. Robert Thomas scored very beautiful, very tippy-tappy, tippy-tap goal from the uh, opening, but well, not the opening face-off, but one of the early face-offs in our zone. That was very nice. He's very good at hockey. One might even say he's uh, elite in some. Right. Is he the new Joe Pavelski? Is that what I, S- I'm hearing? Some are saying that. Yeah. <laughs> people are saying that. <laughs> That's right. We are the people, and it has been said. <laughs> By us, uh, but then Tanner you know, uh, he scored a goal just a. Uh, I mean, uh, this <laughs> screenshot, Toy Crew just straight looking the other direction, just not there's there's two defensemen, and he's just straight looking the other direction, and you know, you could, uh. Well, oh, sorry. Uh you could make the argument that old uh old uh Thomas Grice should have I wish I knew how to pronounce his name. Old Tommy G should have had more uh of the puck, maybe controlled the reflect the um rebound a little better, but Tori Krug doing nothing in the realm of defending with this one and uh you know you know gets the easy tap in. in the second period braden shin scored nice power play passing one-timer cool uh but then michael mccarron scored it was a shot from the point it was a rebound to mccarron it was a goal grice once again probably needed better rebound control but nick weddy could have done quite a bit more to box out but i've been told uh, by very high authorities that he is a peerless defender. Uh, about whom we can ask no questions so i guess he must have been just fine uh next it was zach sanford scoring on a wraparound certainly a sign of the apocalypse um (laughs) grice didn't (sighs) get over very quick um i don't know nashville's roster top to bottom but i do feel like if the line with zach sanford and, and michael mccarran on it scores on you twice it's probably not your night Uh, And it wasn't the Blues night because Ryan Johansson um, scored once again a goal that made me type the lines, Jesus, tap, dancing, Christ, (laughs) Tori, I want to start calling him Torrance. Um, I assume that that's not his name. I assume Torrey's just his name. But like Torrance just sounds like how you say his name. Mm -hmm. Like if you were angry at him, you know, Torrance, you know, that sort of a thing. Uh, but um, it was a three-on-one situation, I'll admit. But I have never seen someone look so disengaged. You know the, you know the Colton Pareko fall down move. Mm-hmm. That's like that to me is the move. That's you know the the Anchorman quote where he's like, "Even the guy who can't think said something." <laughs> you just stand there. That's the defensive equivalent of colton Pareko is the guy who can't think that at least said something and Tucker just stood there. he is and
1: standing really, straight up
0: he's really just standing as straight as a pine tree although you know he's two feet tall and just looking at these three guys like oh what am i gonna do and he did nothing and the best part is the best part is the eventual goal scorer is the one guy that's right in front of him. He could have done anything to box out or get the deflection or stop the rebound or literally anything. And he did nothing. He did absolutely nothing. So uh, not Torrance's night, I would say Roman yoshi scored a goal. Um, Another situation with guys right in front jamming the puck in. Apparently, unless they change this, it actually went off the inboards and off Grice and in without anyone else touching it because he was not the guy right in front of the net. But uh, it was a, a six six to two win on the Mikhail Grandland, uh empty netter, and once again, Tory Krug literally just falling ass over tea kettle at our blue line to let them go the other way and score unopposed on the empty net. Very brutal night for Tori Krug. I believe Justin Falk was also a minus three. Um, just not good. Not good. And, um, you know, Thomas Grice, I, I've seen some mixed opinions. There some very, there's at least one vo- voice out there very loudly saying Grice is completely be- blameless. I'm not sure I'm quite there. Um, but I will tell you this, all five of their non-empty net goals were scored by someone, or at least with someone, within like three feet of the net. Um, and it, that can't be, no goaltender can compete with that. You know, if you can't keep people away from the crease, if you can't consistently box out and eliminate the uh, high danger chances, then you're not going to win a lot of hockey games, whether Thomas Grice is your goalie or Dominic Kashuk is your goalie. And uh, I think we saw that in pretty queer relief tonight. Any thoughts from this game? I know neither of us saw this whole thing, Um, but just judging from Twitter and, and uh, everything else I'm reading certainly doesn't seem like anything from the parts I saw disagreed too strongly with uh, anything from the other parts. Uh, that i missed and also elon musk tweeted six minutes ago the bird is freed so i suppose we now have a new twitter overlord officially in elon musk so what a night what a day what a week (laughs) the world is changing the world has turned and left me here just where i was before you appeared and in your place in empty space something 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 weezer So (laughs) (laughs) so is that
1: is that oscar wilde
0: yeah, <laughs> that is Oscar Wilde. Um,
1: Pork and beans. Oh, Oscar Wilde, so smart. Um, yeah. yeah, catching the last period of this game, I listened to like the second period on the radio, but like I I heard like at least three or four different times that they had like two on ones, three on ones, just breaks the other way. Some real ill advised pitching, pinching from the D in this game mm-hmm. for sure. Um, just, i don't know man this just nothing's clicking i think the one takeaway i guess sometimes the best thing when you're losing is when everything's not working because at least you can be like well the whole team's fucked like what are we supposed to do i mean because they sort of are d hasn't been great forwards playing defense hasn't been great scoring non-existent uh five goals in four games not great um goaltending i think bennington's looked pretty good This, you know, Grice tonight wasn't necessarily the greatest, but, like, I don't think – of all things, honestly, I thought goaltenders would be a big issue for us, or at least with Grice as the backup. I think at least for right now, goaltending seems fine. Um, It's everything else that's not freaking clicking. Like, what was I looking at? Uh, Where is he? Let me look at Rutherford. He had, like, their lines listed tonight. So, they had Shen O'Reilly, Neighbors which I heard looked all right. I think that's a decent-sounding line. I uh, like neighbors with, like, two vets or whatever. Kyra, Thomas, Tarasenko, you hope that gels and clicks. I'd give that some more time. Um, th- both those lines have a score, for sure. That's there. That's a problem. What I don't necessarily like is, like, we also have, like, Torpchenko, Barbashev, Levo as a third line. That's not a lot. That's, like, that's garbage. That's a garbage line. Like, I get... Torovchenko fine, Barbership fine, Levo, plug-in. But like that's not a line that's doing you could anything. have thrown
0: you could have thrown all of the names in the National Hockey League into a blender and come out with three names that couldn't have been more random than those three.
1: Yeah. Like Walker and Achari and Pitlick is a fourth line. Again, not as they're not getting a lot of minutes. I actually thought Walker and Achari have looked halfway decent this year, but again, it's fourth line, not getting a lot. Pitlick hasn't shown me much yesterday i don't know how i look today but like it just feels like we're i always centrally... knew
0: i always knew rim was the better brothers. brother right.
1: Ty, we needed another tyler though we did tyler bozak the tyler third. bozak not signed on any team that dude's just out there we should have signed him we need back. him we might i don't know what our contract situation is but anyways it's we basically have two lines, right? We have, like, uh, two lines, and neither of them can score right now. Um, you really do – like, Saad's not, like, this huge two-way dude, but he's a scoring threat. bushnevich definitely is. Like, missing those two guys um, is, a, like, is a huge problem when no one else on your team is scoring. Like, it's just mm-hmm. everything – everything <laughs> is, is going against the Blues right now. I think a big issue for me too is like their, their goals for, I mean, we've only played six games. we played pretty few compared to a lot of other teams, but our goals for is pretty low. I think we're like 29th or 28th or something in the league. Our expected goals for is like 25th. So like, it's not like we're unlucky. It's not like we're just missing these chances, you know, boy, we're mm-hmm. we're generating so much. We're just not scoring. It's like, we're not generating anything either. <laughs> um so like it's all this, bad. <laughs> this is what it is i think one thing i would say is i i agree with people Kyru kyru has got to go play better he's kind of the whipping boy at this point right now because yes he's turned over the puck yes he's
0: the he's fighting the puck seems like we had a a weird technical difficulty i'll blame it on the ghost of sam gagne a spooky spooky ghost <laughs> sam we a we've really, machine we've really phoned in the spectacular this year i'm, I'm sorry folks. I'm we'll so, get better i'm sorry uh, folks. but um oh you know what no hold on a second you know what i fucking found out today oh it, no it makes me angry oh no it makes me angry in my soul ian i found out that in the south The cities and states around here, they'll just, like, tell people when they go trick-or-treating. And it's not the night of Halloween. They'll just be like, oh, it's Saturday the 29th this year. That's trick-or-treating night. What? And people down here are just fucking fine with it, Ian. They're having their fundamental liberties stripped from them, and they're okay with it. They're walking like sheeple to the slaughter because they're not celebrating Halloween on Halloween night. One of the core tenets of Halloween is that whether it's a Monday, a Thursday, a Saturday, a Sunday, whether it's raining, whether it's pouring, if the old man is snoring, it doesn't matter. You're going out on October 31st at 6 o'clock and you're staying out as late as you can get away with. And if you're the last person to go to a house... You get all the candy and you win. You won Halloween. That's how it's supposed to work. You can't just make it the 27th because kids need sleep or parents need beer or whatever the hell. It is nonsensical and it it, it caused me rage, Ian. It caused weird. me anger and rage and there you go. Now, I just had to get that off my chest. I believe you were saying something about Jordan Cairo before... We were so rudely interrupted by Sam. <laughs>
1: That's right. Son of a bitch. No, I was just say like people that want to bench Kairu and things like that fans that is um, we're not scoring and he is one of your potential goal scorers uh, top two, probably between him and Terasenko. So you're probably not going to win a game where you bench him. So congratulations on your moral victory. You've lost the game. Um, secondly, of all the lines that have skated together this year, according to uh natural stat trick, the top two lines with the highest like amount of scoring chances for are lines of Jordan Cairo on them. Brandon Saad, Ryan O'Reilly, Jordan Cairo with 21 scoring chances for Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas, Vladimir Tereschenko with 14. Granted, that doesn't necessarily mean all of those were from Jordan Cairo, but he's on those lines. Those lines are mm-hmm. generating something. Um, and for, for the life of me, that's the thing. It's like I get people see that he's having a hard time and he's he's not backtracking and this, that, and the other. For sure. I'm with you there. But at the same time, like, he's, he's had some really good opportunities and they just haven't gone in. Like, so if he scores, like, two, three of those, I don't think this is a conversation. Like, I just don't. Yeah. And again, I don't think he's – I don't think he's not trying. I don't think he's not scoring. These are all things that – and I've said this before, that, like, people – uh, Level that Tarasenko all the time. They've gone quiet on that because he's kind of become a better all-around player and he's mm-hmm. been here longer, but like, it's the same exact thing. And it's the same exact people. And it's just like, I don't see them ever benching him, at least not now. And I think you can see that too, because of uh, Craig Berube's comments on the whole thing where he's basically just saying, yeah, it's not going in for him. And, you know, he, but he's had some great opportunities. He literally had a quote like that from yesterday's game. So whatever you're just, seeing folks it's not it's not it's not bad enough that you're like gonna put them on the bench for some reason I don't know so, I just don't get I'm that sorry part by of.
0: the time by the time you've signed the eight million dollar eight-year contract you're not a kid anymore I don't care how young you are I don't care how relatively inexperienced you are you're past that point you're now a veteran in the NHL because you're getting paid more than anyone else on this team and I know that's not technically true this year but like you can't I, I don't know. I always I think the benching thing's overrated. Like he knows he's not playing his best hockey. What's he need to talk into? You know, like what's right. He's a he's a professional. He's done this all his life. He probably sees it and feels it more than we do. But like, yeah, if 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 Jordan Cairo was out there looking abysmal and the rest of the team was clicking and jowing that's one conversation to have. But like with the whole team just looking awful and and him just being a part of that. I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me to kind of scapegoat him and and focus on, you know, that one squeaky wheel when the whole, the whole, the whole bicycle's falling apart. You right, know? right
1: So I get yeah, like I said, I get what people are seeing. I'm I'm not trying to necessarily defend him in that regard, but it's like, yeah, the whole team sucks right now. And I do see I personally see him putting forth some sort of effort on the scoring end of things. So it's like That's, that's what I want to see. And eventually they'll start going in Um, more than I can say for some other folks on this team, that don't even have um, any scoring chances for them anyways. So I don't know. It's, it's three, three on the, you know, the record this year, that's only six games into the season. There's a lot of, a lot of hockey left as folks like to say, but just some worrying trends and you end up having games and then the next Week here before we record next, we play the Canadians on Saturday. These are all home games. Um, We play the Kings on Monday, and then we play the Islanders on Thursday. Like, those should be be three wins, like, normally, Mm -hmm. right? I think with a a healthy lineup and everything, Canadians, I feel like you should be able to beat. Kings might be a little tougher. Islanders might be a little tougher than that. But, like, we'll see how it goes. I mean – You'd hope to if be you don't like,
0: win two of the three though then
1: yeah it's like you want to be two and one the thing is the thing is folks three and three <laughs> not so bad but you start to creep up on what Canadians like to call American Thanksgiving
0: that's right
1: and which if, I
0: guess would be put delayed a little this season because the start of the
1: season oh that's right delayed, so we'll American, just American
0: American Saint Nicholas <laughs> That's right.
1: Uh, the, if you're not in the playoff spot by then chance you know whatever 25 percent chance you're gonna make the playoffs at that point and you know those are all past stats and blah 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 but it makes a difference points points are points are points and you can't be dawdling too long like this um so we'll see we'll see how it goes i'm curious to see how they change things up because they got to do something to kind of ignite this team
0: oh yeah trade Colton Pareko for example yeah. okay I think we've beaten the dead horse a little up funny this go around we'll have to get more games and get more data and see how we feel first of all a few things as we have, wrap up though uh Ian would you say Jordan Cairo is the anti-hero of the St. Louis Blues right now oh yes okay good, good 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 it is exhausting
1: uh, to always root for him
0: that's true that's right uh, the blues are saying it's us. Hi, we're the problem. It's us right now. That's what they're saying. <laughs> um ahem. there's a headline on nhl.com that says original six teams quote intrigue berry trots. What original oh, yeah. six team would even theoretically fire its coach? The Maple Leafs, perhaps? They are losing three to two to the San Jose Sharks after two periods. So maybe it's Sheldon Keefe gets the door, but Kyle Dubas feels like a, I'm going down with the ship kind of guy to me, so I don't know. But the other original six, Boston, they just brought in a new coach. Uh, Chicago, no way Traps is going there, and and they probably wouldn't want to pay him even if he was. Detroit also just brought in a new coach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Montreal also so bad that there's no way he'd want to go there. Who am I forget? Rangers rangers oh, oh but they also brought it and okay. in there. so yeah i guess that's a that's a quiet message to the maple Leafs to get their <laughs> shit together and fire sheldon Keith. uh i love the new taylor swift album i just need that to be said for the record and then also was gonna say i went to a uh jacksonville iceman game actually the season opener the home opener against uh, our previous favorite ECHL team, probably and still favorite, the uh, Orlando Solar Bears.
1: Um, oh, that's right, uh, one of the best name in the ECHL. Other than maybe the good. like it's Swamp fantastic. Rabbits.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good name. There's no question. Uh, really enjoyed myself. It was sold out home opener, by which it, they mean it was about eighty percent full, um, and uh, just a lot of fun. I mean, hockey's a great atmosphere, regardless fans were really into it i mean it was it's a smaller arena so you know the smaller percentage of fans that are super duper into it make a bigger difference right. uh, i do really want to know though how you become the guy who like um Where there was a guy who had like light up buzzers on his shirt, and like there were guys who went over and like smashed on the penalty box and talked shit to ECHL players, one of whom was Ben Harper's somehow less talented brother. I do like example. yelling at
1: ECHL players. i like, like, how that. do you
0: get to? How does that become your lot in life? um But it was a lot of fun. Anybody, if you want to come down to Jacksonville, I'll, I'll take you to an Iceman game. Anybody, anytime, anytime um it'll be a lot of fun uh i felt like i have one more thing to cover there's so many games i want right now ian it's a real problem um anything else that you can think of to discuss before we hop off of here i feel like there's something i'm forgetting but i can't think of.
1: did one. you forget did you forget about the carla ray jepson album that came out the same day as uh, Swift album? Dude,
0: one of the songs on there that i heard bopped like crazy, right. I forget what it's called, but it bopped. I sent it to you, I think. I, I'll uh, go back. I'll check. I have. I know there are those who are like Carly Rae Jepsen's the real genius. Um, I, I can't, I can't portray Taylor. I don't. I have very strong opinions on Taylor Swift being phenomenally talented, <laughs> and, I know, and I know they're some all people, positive. I know some people will hate that, and that's fine. But like, I, I have my beliefs, and I'm sticking to them.
1: I mean, she's a very good songwriter.
0: That's right. Ian hates her. He's already texted. No, no,
1: no, no. I I
0: will admit. I I
1: was underwhelmed at first, but that was after one lesson. It had to grow on. That's right. I don't know why I said that to you right away because I even know that for a fact that it takes some time <laughs> uh, sometimes. Sometimes albums are like click right away, and sometimes like, I don't really like this. And then the more I listen, I'm like, okay, this is good. This is great. I do think me. there
0: are a few that really stand out as like, I really like these. And then most of the rest are like fine, but don't do like a ton for me. But right. you know, the woman wrote all too well. So she can just take a pass on songwriting for the rest of her life if she wants to, <laughs> you know? So. Let's
1: see. Uh, Toronto is losing three to two at the end of the second period of the Sharks. Sorry, I saw that because Mikey Stevens uh, tweeted. At least this game will probably get Bamcock fired. <laughs> and I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Definitely a like that Um, there's some quotes coming out about this game, but they all seem pretty lame. Um, Krug says, I think we're just trying to make something out of nothing rather than sticking with a game plan and letting our process dictate the game. So we have a lot of work to do. I always love that. I always love the old stick with the process. Yeah, I believe in the process. It's all about the process. Would that process perhaps be um, not sucking? He says, yeah, we're forcing it. And I think whether it's early in season or not, I think we feel the pressure to score goals five on five. Yeah, you should, because you can't do it right now. Because you're no good. You're no good at that.
0: You're no good.
1: You're the problem. It's you. That's all I got
0: to say. I think that's all we need to say tonight. Uh, The World Series starts tomorrow.
1: How do you I feel about that? How do you feel, like, because we lost the Cardinals lost the Phillies, but the Phillies in the World Series, so it's like, I guess, you know, meant to be. Do you, do you one of those people that feels like that, or do you want the Astros to beat the Phillies? What,
0: uh, what's meant to be? Oh, the Phillies going on? Yeah, like, if
1: they make it this far, does it make you feel better about the Cardinals losing to them, or oh, does it yeah. make you feel
0: worse? Uh, it's one of those things where, like, uh, you know, everybody says momentum and clutch and all that stuff isn't really a thing, and I'm, like, right. the literal opposite. Like, I 100% believe that if Ryan Helsley had just closed that game, we would have advanced. I don't think we would have advanced all the way to the World Series necessarily. And I also 100% believe that if the uh, Phillies had just won in some less dramatic way, then we they wouldn't have advanced all the way to the World Series. But it is what it is. Uh, I tend to think that the Astros will curb stomp them into oblivion. I like oh. the Phillies. I actually kind of have a soft spot. Uh, I really like, and I know people will hate this, but I really like Bryce Harper. I've kind of gone all the way the other direction where it's like, he's so hated and, and people call him overrated all the time that I'm like a staunch defender of like, this dude's <laughs> like a superstar and you need to shut. That up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so I, lo- I love him. Uh, Kyle is a lot of fun, but uh, I called the Astros from the beginning. I said Astros, Dodgers, and the Astros would get their vengeance for um, sh- cheating, you know, to win a World Series. they just win this one the normal way against the Dodgers. But, yeah, I mean, I think the Astros are the best team in baseball, arguably. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, fellas could do it, but I don't think this long way off helps, I think. I think for them stacking up games was real key to staying hot and staying motivated.
1: Yeah.
0: I definitely think I definitely think it's the Astros series to lose, but they could lose it. I would oh. I would probably slightly prefer the Phillies to win, but I don't I don't hate the Astros now as much as I thought I would once now that correa is gone and some of those other guys. But in any case, that's how I feel. You probably didn't want that much detail, but now you have it.
1: I did. You know, I didn't want to know that because I'm rooting for the Phillies. I don't want the Astros to win, but I guess they're to, good.
0: I mean, no, I, I want the Phillies to win 100%, but I just don't necessarily expect it. And I'm not like invested enough that I'm like, oh, you know. Like if it was the Phillies-Yankees, I would be like all in on the Phillies. But Phillies-Astros, I'm a little more agnostic about, it, I guess. Um, all right, I guess that's it i can't think of anything else so we'll call it there uh and folks thank you for listening have a spooky spooky skeletons kind of a halloween um whether you're a villain a hero or an anti-hero <laughs> you're the problem it's you good night everybody good see you it's me hi i'm the problem it's me I'm the problem it's you.